people. I'm Pastor Dave Keen. Uh, this is a podcast of the Park Baptist Church, really to help us get to know uh, one another, how we can become better disciples uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I am with Mike Odell. Mike Odell is the director of the York Baptist Association. Mike, hello. Hello. How are y'all? I'm doing, I'm doing great so far. Good. Uh, Mike, how long have you been uh, over the York Baptist Association? Well, um, I've been here. I'm in my 29th year. I started the first eight years. I was the mission development director, which is what Mike Wallace does now. Uh, and then after that, I became the director of missions. So, uh, whatever, how many years that is. So, if someone is listening to this and they have no idea what the York Baptist Association is, what is it? It is a network of Southern Baptist churches in this region working together to fulfill the gospel in this area and around the world. Okay, so you've been a Baptist for uh, a long time? I guess as long as I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that one of the great things about being a Baptist is uh, missions, right? So right. The, the birth of the Southern Baptist Convention really was, how can we cooperate and work together uh, for the sake of the gospel, for missions? That's right. Uh, so for you, um, how have, um, you know, maybe it's, why is the value of associations? Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I was raised in a fairly large church, uh, probably ran about 1,200 people on Sunday morning, and, you know, we had the resources and people to do pretty much anything we wanted to do, so I didn't really know what an association was until I became the pastor of a mission church in that church, and I discovered the association, and I realized that the fellowship that I needed as a young pastor in a small church, resources that were available, shared amongst other churches, was very valuable to me, and that's when I really became uh, aware of how an association can help, especially smaller churches, but but all churches, to connect, to uh, join in affinity and different mission uh, ministry endeavors, and the fellowship of pastors as much as needed, because pastors uh, really are some of the loneliest people in the world, and um, uh, they need each other, they need to be encouraged, and and uh, really the only people who understand what it means to be a pastor is another pastor. And so an association is that fellowship of pastors, but a network of churches working together. Okay, so a fellowship of pastors and a network of churches working together to fulfill the Great Commission. That's sounds right. Like, sounds like a good mission statement. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, so I have always been involved uh, in, in associational life. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of my training and my people who mentored me, showed me the value of associational life. And, you know, we want the gospel uh, to be beautiful in other churches, not just our own. Right. right. So if we yeah. are going to be healthy Christians, we should care what, how God is moving in other churches. Yes. Um, how have you seen um, young pastors, uh, or should you say, how how would you encourage younger pastors to be involved, and why should I be involved in an association? Well, I, first of all, I encourage young pastors to fellowship, to not be a lone wolf because of the. That when, when pastors burn out, when they fail, it's usually because they don't have any good relationships amongst other pastors. Uh, because we, we, can, we can come together and we can talk turkey with each other and learn from each other's mistakes and our victories and be encouraged and strengthened. And, and that's, that's extremely valuable and extremely important, especially for a young pastor trying to learn the ropes. Because the fact is, seminary is a good thing but it doesn't teach you how to pastor a church. Uh, it does teach you all about, you know, other good things, the Bible, theology, doctrine, all those kind of things. But you don't learn how to pastor a church until you've done it. And pastors who've done it can share their expertise and wisdom with those who haven't. And so 
So that's the first thing. Get involved in fellowship. Find some other pastors that that are that you want to fellowship with. There's some guys your age maybe uh, that you can hang out with and enjoy being together just as buddies. Uh, and but then there are some older pastors that could be mentors that that uh, have something to share that, that uh, would help you kind of uh, uh, you know quicken that learning curve so that it's, it doesn't take as long to get to where you can be. And uh, so that there's a lot of value in that. The other thing is, um, if churches band together to do similar ministries together, particularly in an area or a region, or if they're doing missions together, uh, they can share resources, they can learn uh, from each other as they do that, and they can build on each other. Um, you know, your church can go to a particular mission site and do some work this week. Another church can come the next week and build on that. And, and you can do that over a period of years, and develop relationships in those uh, missions that God really can use to, to um, multiply his ministry. And so, you know, as we work together, we can get more done. And, and that's why churches need to really connect and, and work together and find ways to do that. Yeah. So obviously in, in the 1950s and 60s, right, if you went to a Southern Baptist church, they would look very similar, right? Oh, very. Yeah. So they, they use the same liturgy, they sing the same songs, they dress the right. same way, they use the same uh, version of the scriptures, yeah. um, uh, same translation. Now you walk into uh, a Southern Baptist church and they can look drastically different. How has the change in how each, you know, the autonomous flavor of the Southern Baptist Convention where we are self-governing uh, bodies um, that voluntarily cooperate uh, with the association and, and the larger uh, state convention or national convention, how has that changed associational life? It's been dramatic. Um, when I first started there in, in 1990, uh, there was still a lot of heterogeneity, that, yeah. that's a word. Well, we can word. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, the, the bulletin, everybody had a bulletin, and pretty much the, the layout of the bulletin was very similar, you know. And so, but now uh, we've got so much diversity in, in our churches, the, the worship styles, the the uh, the leadership uh, structure of the church, the um, you know the way people dress, the uh, you know racial diversity, uh, socioeconomic diversity. I mean, it, it's it is across the board. We we look more like our community now than we have ever. And um, you're saying we look more like our community now in terms of the diversity of our churches, not necessarily the diversity within each church. Some churches, sure, but largely across. If yes. you're looking at a cross-section of the YBA, right. we're starting to look more and more like our community. Yes, yes. You know, for instance, we, you know, 92 or 3, whenever it was, the first African-American church became part of our association. It's the first time that had happened uh, since we started in 1868. So, uh, you know, now, um, you know, there's a number of African-American churches. We have uh, the opportunity to, to um, either start or bring in some other ethnic uh, folks into our churches as well, into our association. But the big thing is that socioeconomically, we used to be uh, very rural as, as a denomination. We were a rural, uh, blue-collar people. Southern Baptists are now across the board. Whatever socioeconomic level some, you know, we might find in our country, you'll find Southern Baptist churches in one of those levels. So... So we have diversified in, in just about every way there is to diversify. That is awesome. That's an awesomely good thing because it helps us to reach more people uh, with the gospel. 
the thing's difficult for me as as a denominational person. Um, it used to be a lot easier to do this job because when every church is doing the same thing the same way, using the same materials, it's easy for me to create a program or a training event that everybody wants to come to. But now that we're so diverse, our churches are doing different kinds of things to achieve the same thing. Discipleship is done in many different ways, using many different resources. And, and, and uh, so for the association to be the, the resource center or the training center for our churches, uh, that's almost impossible now. Uh, what we can do is become much uh, more effective as uh, coaches to our pastors, uh, resources as far as uh, helping churches that are doing things to, like, you know, affinity churches. In other words, if we've got churches that do Sunday school, those churches can come together, work together to create a training for Sunday school. Churches that are doing small groups, those churches can come together and do training for small groups uh, and, and other things like that. And so we we create our team ministry uh, around that concept so that Churches of like mind and, and practice can come together and strengthen one another with resources that the association can provide for them uh, to help them get that done. Gotcha. Uh, and it, it is a challenge, right? When you have yeah. all, these, all these different kind of folks come, coming together. Yeah. Um, now, if you're going to talk to just, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to get involved in the associational life, uh, why is it, um, you know, maybe another pitch, why should I be involved in the local church? Or why for me as a local church pastor, uh, should I be involved in this YBA? Well, because it's the best association. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think the the thing that we really are trying to do is is to be there for our pastors and to be whatever we can be for them to encourage them. And so, um, you know, and our pastors are networking together pretty well. So we've got we've got some good guys that are willing and available to connect with other pastors, and so. We're making those connections and trying to help encourage that. And so uh, I think this is a good place to, to plug in. Uh, so a couple of years ago, uh, we kind of met as a group of pastors and, and tried to kind of realign our uh, association um, in terms of with a team structure. Uh, you want to explain what the team structure is? Yeah, we have three teams. We, we have a, a leadership development team, a church strengthening team, and a kingdom advance team. The leadership development team is really focused on developing healthy pastors as healthy leaders, and um, and because we believe that that healthy pastors will bring about healthy churches, because churches follow the leadership of the pastor, mm-hmm. and so if we can if we can really encourage and strengthen uh, our pastors, then we're we're encouraging and strengthening our churches. Our church strengthening team is there to try to provide. The resources that our churches need to strengthen their leadership, uh, you know, teachers, disciple makers, you know, different things like that. It, it can be anything a church uh, has need of. The church strengthening team has uh, has been given the commission to find a way to help resource that church. And so, so it's strengthening the church core, the the leadership structure, the discipling structure, all of those processes and systems that our churches depend on. Then the Kingdom Advance team is really focused on expanding the kingdom, um, advancing the gospel here, primarily in this area, uh, but then anywhere in the world. But but our our task, our focus is on the York County area in this region. And so Kingdom Advance team is helping churches 
by, uh, first of all, providing uh, outreach opportunities that our churches can participate in, hearing what our churches are wanting to do, and then helping them find partner churches to do that so that there's two or three churches working together to accomplish something for the gospel in this area. And, and primarily the way the teams do this is by networking the churches, but then also providing grants to help them uh, fund what are their, the initiatives that they're coming up with. So we're, our teams are really trying to listen to our churches to hear what they're wanting to accomplish and find other churches that want to do the same thing, helping them get together and then helping them work together as a, as a group of churches to accomplish that thing. Yeah, I think you know, one of the things that, about the team structure that is good is that, that those grants are wonderful. You know, we've put on several conferences, uh, leadership conferences. We've put on uh, nine marks uh, uh, of a healthy church conference by funds that we have from the association. And I think the difference is, is that we're trying to move from an associational, uh, hey, we're going to set the agenda, set the activities, and we're going to let the churches partner together to put up on activities that they want to do, right? right. So we're trying to give the the authority um, and the leading of the association back to the churches and let them have events right. that they want to do rather than having you plan all these events that you have to then, then your, most of your job is just trying to get people to go to things, which right. is not a great plan for ministry. No, so. no. and it, it really fits our policy. You know, our yeah. policy is, is grassroots. We, over, you know, during the fifties, everything became, you know, structured like the industry, you know, industrial uh, complex. So it, it almost became a hierarchy, you know, top down. And, you know, programs were created by Lifeway and, and pushed down through the associations of the churches. And when all the churches were the same, you could do that. Um, I don't know how effective they were, but that's what we did. But now that we're so diverse, it's got to be grassroots. It's got to go come from the churches back up. Uh, so, uh, you know, so we're, it's harder for us to resource our churches because of that, because it's so diverse. But it's much more fulfilling because we see churches take the initiative. It's, it's their passion. It's what God's called them to do. And so I think more is being done. So, Amen. So uh, right now, what, what has you really excited about what the Lord is doing in New York County? Um, New York churches? Well, there's, there's two or three things. We, you know, we've, we've had some churches in, in the past year or so that really had a hard time. They've gone through some splits and things like that. God has really brought pastors in to, that were just designed for those churches at this time. It's caused them to come back together, become stronger, and are really beginning to flourish again. And and I'm excited about that. I, it hurts me, you know. I, I I'm a, I'm a pastor to pastors, pastor to churches, and and the you know the churches are members of the association. And it hurts me when I see one of our churches hurting. And so um, to see them flourish again. It's very fulfilling, and I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, the other thing is the church plants. We've got we're in a fast growing area, uh, and with lots of people coming in here from all over the world that don't know who Jesus is, and uh, you know we have got to start more churches, and so we're doing that. We've got some church plants on the way uh, that are being developed right now. We've got some churches that were planted in the last few years that are beginning to flourish, and uh, and so we're we're hearing reports of. From these plants that they're being successful, they are reaching non-believers and for the gospel now. And many of the church plants are baptizing a lot of adults, and that's always a healthy sign. So uh, that's exciting. The other thing is uh, moving forward. I really believe that we're going to we're going to enhance the work we've been doing uh, with our networking of pastors to encourage a leadership development network or 
culture that's going to be a real benefit to many of our pastors. But there was, uh, you know, there was a time when everybody went off to seminary and got seminary trained. We've got a good, a, a large percent of our pastors now who don't go to seminary. They get Bible instruction through the internet or whatever. Uh, maybe you get a seminary degree through the internet. They don't have that that collegial uh, interaction uh, during that process that you miss by not being on campus somewhere. We're gonna we're creating an atmosphere where pastors are being able able to come together and uh, have that interaction that 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 constant conversation. And I'm looking forward to seeing that get better. Wonderful. Now you put out a, a weekly uh, newsletter. Uh, tell us what what is it? What is that? Well, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, uh, that and, and this was this was your idea, so I'm gonna blame you. Yeah. But uh, it, it's called Mike's Traveling Notes, and and I, I send it out on Wednesday mornings. It's it's uh, it, I focus on a different pastor uh, in church every week, and I do an interview with the pastor on you know a video interview, so that people can get to know our pastors, hear their their testimony and their story with God. And uh, get to know a little bit about their church, and so that that helps us make you know build those bridges amongst them. I mean, we've got eighty something churches now, so it's hard for everybody to get to know everybody. And we've got about twenty bivocational pastors, and uh, it's much more difficult for them to get connected. And so this this gives us a kind of a bridge that we can all get to know each other uh, better. It also is a platform that we can uh, you know make the announcements and talk about what's going on in the association and provide resources to our churches. Uh, so that you don't get bombarded with all my emails like I used to do. So. <laughs> Great. Gracious for it. Uh, so uh, uh, Gary Huddleston, uh, one of the, uh, our elders, uh, reads your uh, email every single week, and he watches all the videos, and he always yeah. gives me an update, right? Okay. And he says, you know, Pastor, I think you'd recommend you should go and, and see that one. So it's, okay. been, it's been a sweet thing. And has yeah. built some, some bridges with us for some relationships with other pastors. So, Good. Uh, Good. you know, we keep doing it. Well, you did. You had a good idea. I did. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we do all right. So, um, well, how can we be uh, be praying uh, for you and for the, the YBA? Well, pray. Uh, the YBA is, is uh, we're still figuring out who we are in these new days. It's a new day that we're in. Pray that we can, we can have good insight, good vision, uh, a real revelation from God about what he wants to do through our churches and, and how we can help the churches do that. I, I really seek that. Um, personally, uh, I'm going through some cancer treatment, and I'll be starting radiation treatment on the 14th uh, for about, uh, I have 37 sessions, it'll be about eight weeks, so I appreciate your prayers for that, and, um, but I, I think everything's going to be good, you know, it's in God's hands, and I'm looking forward to being healthy again. I'm, I'm kind of going through uh of different kinds of treatments for this, and it's it's kind of knocking me down a little bit. I'm, I'm I don't sleep well, and uh, and it's taking its toll on me. But uh, so I appreciate your prayers for that. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are um, the God who is near. Uh, I pray that you'd be with Mike during these cancer treatments, God. That you would um, keep him close to you. That his heart and his affections would be alive in the Lord Jesus his trust and his hope would be in the gospel. God, I pray for his health, God, that you would restore sleep and you allow these uh, radiation treatments to just work their effect. Father, that you would heal him, God, that you would eradicate this cancer from his body, uh, that you would uh, just bring him back to full health. 
We also just pray for his ministry here at the York Baptist Association. God, we pray you give him wisdom as he leads. And God, you give him clear direction on what this new day looks like for the YBA. God, how he can uh, best serve uh, pastors, how he can best serve churches, and how he can best uh, help our uh, association, our churches, um, make an impact in lostness and help beautify the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and draw um, lost men and women, boys and girls, uh, to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Father, I thank you for Mike and his friendship, God. I pray that you would just have your hand upon him and upon uh, the churches of the YBA. Yes, this is-